On today's episode of Tell Me What You Know, we're bringing you all a couple of topics to hopefully help you forget about Big Rona for a bit. With traditional sports being hashtag canceled for the foreseeable future, we give a rundown on alternative that you can watch during your quarantine, esports. We'll discuss a few of the top games and gamers and go into prize money and viewer counts that are pretty astonishing. And then we're talking all things Lego. This Cinderella story of a company is one of the world's most beloved toys and brands. Made from what seems to be the hardest plastic on the planet, these blocks can be put together into anything your mind can imagine. From airports run by small yellow people to replica Death Stars, you will find endless entertainment and joy putting them together. Almost as much as listening to me and Michael number one on Tell Me What You Know. What's going on, everybody? Today is Thursday, March the 12th. This is episode 46 of Tell Me What You Know. Where to begin? It was six episodes, episode 40, where we covered viruses. Is that so right? So it was six weeks ago that okay. I thought it was pertinent to cover viruses as it related to the coronavirus spreading in China. So it's been six weeks. Huh. And here we are. Things Everything's are canceled. <laughs> Literally everything is canceled. I'm Kevin. Well, let's go ahead. We'll just be, come out and say it. we're canceling coronavirus. It's I want it on the record that we're canceling coronavirus. It's canceled. No conference tournaments. No no March Madness at all. NHL suspended. NBA suspended. MLB is going to sus- suspend tr- spring yeah. training. They're going to move back the start of the regular season at least two weeks. South by Southwest got postponed. Fast Nine is delayed until 2021. <laughs> <laughs> E3 is gone. It's I mean uh, everything. Broadway's gone dark. Broadway. My like concert how, on Monday has been postponed to mid-May. Uh, Broadway did say they were they were shutting down for a month. They set a date. Yeah, put uh, a date on it. Put a date on it. Just give people a little bit of hope. Exactly. Every school has, I guess, gone remote for the entire spring semester. Universities. Universities. Yeah, yeah. I, high schools and stuff. I guess are they're starting. Suit. They're they're starting to. I think. Yeah. But mm. uh, no, I mean, I bought some toilet paper today. Yeah, we stocked up. I was short. I have four <laughs> rolls now. I mean, I think that's, I'm, I'm a little bit more scared of how people are going to react to it than I am of the actual virus. Yeah. I'm not scared of the virus. I'm scared of the, uh, the fallout, the fallout. Yeah. yeah. And just, what do you do for all the people who depend on these, these conferences and people going out to dinner, the gig workers, you yeah. know, yeah. what what do they do? Um, how do they make money? I don't know. I saw Mark Cuban was trying to work out a plan to pay all the arena staff. Arena and staff that's good. Everybody else should probably follow suit. They have plenty of money to do that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Or Congress should just step up and pay. We we all chip in for sick pay. Why doesn't Congress just do it? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I'm prepared. Like I said, I have four rolls of toilet paper, about three boxes of cereal, jar of pickles, and I think I got three-quarter bottle of Tito's. That's good. I think I'm in good shape. And uh, as long as Xbox Live doesn't go out. I'm going to buy so many video games. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny you mention that, Michael. Because today I want to ask you to tell me what you know about esports. Oh well, I attended my first esports event. You did two weeks ago. Was it two weeks? Three weeks? It was. Uh, I don't know, I'm bad with time. Other than six weeks ago, I covered viruses, but that's because I told myself to look at that. Yeah, it was two. It was three <laughs> weeks ago, I believe. Three, three weeks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we went to the Anthem in D.C. Correct. and saw. Uh, the DC team. What are they called? We didn't see them actually. Oh yeah, we left before so we, they played. We saw the Overwatch League. The Overwatch League. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, what's interesting is now with everything canceled, they're like, are they trying to capitalize on this that, uh, they're gonna start doing a tournament that people can watch and bet on and stuff? They think that the only that's the only thing people are gonna be able to see. See how my brain's working. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, But yeah, tell me a little bit more. So as of now, it looks like we won't have any sports in the classical sense of the word for the near future. I mean, the next couple of months. months Yeah, a few months or so probably, right? Not even games without fans in attendance, just no sports. What is ESPN going to show? I I wonder that. Yeah, Yeah. I don't know. What's what's Scott Van Pelt going to do? Maybe you can do some esports commentary. Maybe. So esports might live on. I mean, they still have a lot of their matches are live in arenas with fans and that kind of thing. But I wonder if they'll just do it with no fans or they'll do it completely remote. I don't know how they're going to. All right. So esports, put simply, competitive organized video gaming, electronic sports, right? Yep. They've grown tremendously over the last uh, five, six, ten years maybe. Yeah. Ever since Twitch kind of came around, even before that, they were, I mean, like, so League of Legends is a 10-year ga- ten year old game, and they just had their 10-year anniversary. That's kind of, maybe even call it, uh, Counter-Strike, stuff like that. We'll yeah. get into all these, but. Well, I think, th- I bet they probably, they had uh, local tournaments, sure. right? Absolutely. Where they just weren't streaming or yeah, doing yeah. anything like you that. You went to your local comic book store, mm-hmm. they had a bunch of LAN parties and stuff like that, mm-hmm. that kind of thing, right? Uh, so, I mean... You can go into it like, oh, esports, uh, it was the genesis of esports, blah, 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 who cares? Like, let's just talk about some cool tournaments and some cool moments. Yeah, what's happening with it now? I think we can, we understand where it came from. Yes. So some big events last year, first of all, in 2018, one thing that I don't know anything about in esports is the 2K League, Mm -hmm. the NBA 2K League. Mm -hmm. Have you heard about this at all? Uh, Yes, but you're not playing with players in the NBA. You're playing with like other people. Like you're, it's like a created character. Yeah, there's there's like archetypes. Yeah. That you have. (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's, I, I mean, I think it's pretty funny. Well, so it's a joint venture between the NBA and Take-Two Interactive, who oversees 2K Sports and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. There's 21 teams paired with t- 21 NBA franchises, and each team has uh, – they play at least five players, and each player plays a specific position. There's like a center. And there's a center, guard. there's a point guard, shooting guard, right. two forwards, right? I don't mm-hmm. know if there's a coach. I would assume there's probably a coach as well. Uh, who like just kind of like manages who's like who needs to be doing what like you know help running the plays just an, an extra set of eyes on the team correct not like actually on the not like a, not like a player controlling a coach yeah, a digital a coach yeah. I don't think <laughs> there's I would love that. to play the coach right exactly <laughs> oh you can scream at scream at the ref right scream at the ref uh, so the uh, <laughs> Knicks Knicks gaming won the won the inaugural championship the New York Knicks organization I guess huh. what I didn't realize and this tripped me out they have an actual draft. A live in-person draft oh, for the people, for the players, uh, where they come out and they call them up. They're wearing suits. They put on the hat. They can come on stage. I just want to play. I'm going to show you this. And at home, I would just say uh, Google 2019 NBA 2K League draft because it is something else. Let's see if I can do this without making a ton of noise. Actually, I don't know if I can actually show you. I'll try, I'll come around. Okay, come around. We're just going to do a, just the first couple picks here. 2K League draft. Jazz Gaming selects Rhea from Washington. Rhea, the number one pick. No surprise there as he dons the new era cap, takes the stage. He's the big man they've been looking for. He's the big man they've been looking for. It's the big man that you're sitting there if you have any opportunity that you're wishing this name. With the second overall pick in the NBA 2K League draft, He's the big man they've Warriors been for. Gaming Squad selects Gradient. Why do they have to make it exactly like the NBA. I don't know, but they have like the the announcers and everything. You know, he's the big man they've been looking for. It was no surprise there with the number one pick, Rhea. He's shorter than the guy drafting him. That's right. He's the big man, though. <laughs> they needed the big man. 
Well, it's just funny to me they, they try to make it like the NBA because yeah, I get it's the 2K league. Right. But I mean, just acknowledge the fact that this is not the NBA. I think this is where esports kind of gets into trouble. Trouble is the wrong word, but they open themselves up to mockery when they sort of try to do stuff like this. It's a little on the nose there. I yeah. Think. And I mean, that's the only one that does that kind of thing, I think, right? Like, no, nothing else is, well, there's not, there are, there, so like Madden as an esport, the NFL game is just individuals. They control obviously the whole team and it's just one versus one. It's right. not like they're not represented by the Green Bay Packers. It's just some dude who's really good at Madden playing against another dude who's really good yeah, at Madden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? These guys have, I guess, this joint venture they, they're going into. I don't know. I mean, I assume it's doing okay. They're, they're expanding the league. Uh, I, I, again, think Ted Leonsis is behind this. They're big into it. Monumental yeah. eSport, Monumental yeah. uh, Sports Entertainment, whatever. Yeah. Is, I think they're a pretty big driver in, in eSports as well. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's a billion-dollar industry, at least, I would say. So. And, I mean, it's it's going to only get bigger. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Um, I, did, I did see the Hornets are getting a team this year. Hmm. Uh, well, and this league starts... March twenty fourth, maybe push Madison, it up in, in in Manhattan. So I don't know if that's going to happen or not. But <laughs> well, maybe we'll you wouldn't see. do the draft. That's right. No draft, at least no no virtual draft, draft again. Yeah. All right. So next we'll talk about a game that most people, if even if you don't know anything about video games, you've heard about this one: Fortnite, mm-hmm. Fortnite World Cup from last year. Largest prize pool of any event ever, I believe. Hundred million dollar prize pool. Wow. So the way this worked is over so there were qualifiers open to the public it was all merit based teams couldn't buy their players into it because these players are all, you know sponsored by teams and that kind of thing represented by teams I like that. but they couldn't buy their players into it you had to qualify it's kind of like poker 40 million people tried to qualify for this tournament wow so the way it worked is over 10 weeks from april to june in 2019 every saturday uh, qualify qualification was open and you essentially had 10 games to play to score the most amount of points. You got points by what place you finished as well as how many kills you had. And so the top 3,000 from that Saturday moved on to the Sunday round, 10 more games. And the top 20 or so players per region in the world, so like North America, South America, probably Eastern and Western Europe or something like that, or something like, per region, the top 20 players from that Saturday qualified for the World Cup. Um, the, but... Just making it to the World Cup. I think there was a hundred people finally in like so it was singles and it was duos, right? Okay. So it was like teams of two in one like one part of the tournament. They only played against teams of two, obviously, and mm-hmm. then solo players in another part of the tournament. Mm-hmm. Were, there, were there hundred hundred people made it to the World Cup finals? Was there prizes given away uh kind of iteratively through this? You made fifty K just for making it to the finals. Okay. Just for showing up. And duos you made a hundred thousand per team. So fifty K per person. Wow. Yeah. Uh the, the winner won $3 million bucks. 17-year-old Kyle Gearsdorf from Pennsylvania, a.k.a. Booga, <laughs> took home the grand prize in the inaugural Fortnite World Cup. $3 million, 17 years old. It's crazy. Didn't we, did you bring him up on another podcast? Probably. Yeah. yeah. I think we're talking about Twitch or something. Twitch, yeah. yeah. That's insane. Yeah, 17 years old. Bucks. He's 18 now. Yeah. $3 million bucks. Uh, Didn't he give it to his dad? Probably. Like, I mean, well, he was 17 at the time. I think they yeah. he had to or something. I yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like that, it's, it's crazy. Like, and so Fortnite world cup this year is probably only going to be bigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it'll be the summer sometime. I guess they'll, they'll start qualifications the next month or so, I guess. Doesn't it also just show you how much money, because uh, who is the company? What's the company behind? Uh, uh, Epic. Epic. Yeah. They've just made so much money off of Fortnite. Free game. It's a free game. I mean, just so much money. 
I can't remember the number now, so I'm not going to say it. But at it's one billions. point, it was showing their, but it was showing their daily revenue. Yeah, like it's just absurd, obnoxious amounts of money. But I mean, that's why they said putting a hundred million at it. it yeah, just, it just creates more and more of the demand for. Right. I mean, right. it's just an investment into the game. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that's okay. <laughs> uh, next, I was going to talk about the Overwatch League, which we talked about because we both attended that mm-hmm. event. Mm-hmm. Cool game. It is cool. cool. So this is more. Fortnite as well as a, is a first-person shooter in FPS, but it's also a battle royale game where you basically land on an island and you want to be the last person to to survive. One v ninety-nine. One versus yeah, ninety-eight, I believe, typically because okay. there's ninety-nine, 99 people. Yep, one versus ninety-eight. I think there's a hundred in the duos. Okay, just to make it easy. Uh, Overwatch is also a first-person shooter, but it's a six-on-six, more of a strategy first-person shooter where each character has kind of abilities they need to use and they need to use them at the right time to do to capture different points and that kind of thing, right? Uh, so in this league, there's 20 teams that are franchised out. Each one represents a city uh, from around the world. There was a big expansion this, before this previous season to include, I think, like eight new teams. But you got teams all over the United States, uh, Toronto, teams from China, London, Paris, all over the place, mm-hmm. South Korea, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's another thing about them. They can be global. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. They can. But the thing is, uh, the, if you're from those, if you're not from the States, you're moving here to play. Okay. All the, you're, you're based here. Uh, for the first few seasons, all the matches were played in Los Angeles. Got it. So all the teams, they might represent a city from yeah. around the world, but they all are stationed all here. in Correct. the United States. Got yeah, it. You have the Shanghai Dragons, that but they're sense. in Los Angeles. Yeah. Right. Um, so the top prize for this year's tournament uh, is $5 million bucks, And I believe that's split. That's the prize. Po- or sorry, that's that's the championship prize, I believe, for the, for the winning team. And that's going to be obviously split between the players and the coaches and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but... Like I said, we went to it. What did you like about it? What did you, what surprised you? Well, so first off, the anthem is awesome. I kind of want you to paint a picture of it for somebody who has never seen one of these things before. I mean, if you've ever seen pictures of like Comic-Con, it sort of looks like that. People come dressed as their favorite characters. Uh, Even like their characters in the game and the the different personas that you can pick. Yeah. and I think some people, I think they play up some of that fact. For sure. Uh, you don't think that girl is actually British? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you could drink at this, which I, I we were skeptical or, yes. or, you know, dubious if you could. Right. Uh, see, we could we could drink. Super uh, short beer lines as well. Very short beer lines. A lot lines. of 12-year-olds. A lot of long food lines. Yes. <laughs> long food lines. Some chicken to get fingers. Some. <laughs> and grilled cheese is being ordered there. Um, I thought it was funny seeing how many guys came with their their girlfriends yeah and it seemed kind of just like yeah i get it you stay home you like to play video games you found a girl that's kind of into this uh-huh. and great it's you guys found right. this love yeah uh it makes sense uh and then you and then some other like kind of seemingly like i call them like nerd friend groups for sure uh but they might not be fully nerdy i think they're just sort of like maybe into video games and they follow this it's yeah. kind of fun um, I found it funny that there was a VIP section where people could sit back and they had sort of like a table element. Yeah. Like <laughs> you could get, oh, you got bottle service of right. like Pepsi coming over to you. <laughs> keep uh, the Mountain Dew coming. Yeah, keep it coming. Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, I thought it was really like in some ways really wholesome. Mm-hmm. Whoever was the MC, you'd brought him up. Um, yeah. He was really good. I don't know his, his, his stage name is Golden Boy and he's done stuff for other for other events as well, not yeah. just in esports. He, yeah, he's he, really good. He's a really good hype man for everything going on. He seemed all the guys really seemed like they they you know they knew exactly what was going on. Yeah, the play by play was really good. Yeah, it was really professional. And uh, I think by the time 
I, I started to notice what was going on after. It was kind of nice having you there. I could be like, what, wait, what? Yeah. Everyone like, because you're watching a screen and it's popping around from different angles of point of view. Yeah. And you're not sure what exactly the players are seeing versus what you're seeing on the screen. And then you're kind of just going off of crowd reaction if you don't know what, what's going on. When something happens and was like, oh man, it's happening. And you're like, well, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> uh, it's kind of had like an old, like, old man moment feeling. Right. But, yeah. uh, but it was really fun. It was fun. It was fun. I, I would definitely go again. I kept thinking if it was a game that I really knew, it would be even more fun. Like if it was Halo or something? Like if it was Halo 1 and it was yeah. like an old throwback tournament, that would be really cool. Yeah. You could see what was happening and know what it takes to do something like that. Correct. And, th- and I think that was the next point. Like if you play, uh, you know, Pop Warner football when you're young, high school football, you sort of know what's going on. You know how difficult the stuff is. Right. And so when you watch the NFL, you can really appreciate the level of intensity that they're doing. And I think that's something that's sort of difficult with esports right now, right. which is to be, you know, why am I watching this? I've never played this game. Like it's exactly. stupid. But, uh, but to your point that you've always made, I'm sure you might steal this from you, but you're watching somebody play the best level. Yeah. And no matter the game, no matter what, it's inter- It's fun to watch somebody do that, whether yeah. it's chess or, Overwatch. Yeah, the best of the best. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Um yeah, I, it made me want to play again. I haven't played in a while, so maybe mm-hmm. we'll, we'll get the with the with the quarantining and the isolation coming up. <laughs> be a lot of video game hours. Plenty of hours. Playing. Yeah. We'll move on to another game that I do like League of Legends. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the League of Legends World Championship. So last year's World Championship brought in more than a hundred million viewers from around the world. It's crazy. Hundred million people. It peaked at forty four million concurrent viewers. Uh, for those that don't know, League of Legends is a game called. It's known as a MOBA. It's a multi online multiplayer online battle arena. So it's basically it's like five on five. You gotta let's dumb it down. You gotta kill the other team and then end up destroying their base. Basically, that's what it's all about. Uh, but the the amount of of, of viewers is, is just crazy to me. Well, it's like ten percent of what the World Cup is. You know, if the World Cup gets a billion viewers, yeah, it's ten percent for a video game. Yeah, for a game that came out ten years ago. Yeah. It's pretty nuts. Yeah. Um, I've, I've enjoyed watching uh, you play those games and kind of like learning a little bit about the strategy of what's going on. Uh, and kind of once you figure out what is going on and what the strategy with the lanes and different yeah. things, it, it makes it a lot more fun to watch. It is fun. Uh, so last year's world champions is a team called Fun Plus Phoenix out of China. Nice. I like that name. Yeah. Chinese team. They took home the title and almost 900000 in prize money, which is kind of a low prize Cash prize, I think, for the winner of the championship. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe, I mean, Riot is an independent company. I mean, they were the first billion-dollar indie gaming company, so they got the money. But uh, uh, that that prize prize is only going to the cash prize is only going to go up in years to come for sure. I did see that uh, the reason it kind of sounded low to me is because I just saw a stat that the average salary for a League of Legends player in the North American League Championship Series is now three hundred twenty thousand dollars. Hmm, that's that's a lot. And a lot of these kids are, you know, 18, 19, 20 years old. Yeah. Making 300K a year to play a game. Maybe only play a couple years, though. It's a young man's game. <laughs> That's right. It's true. You're, you're, uh, and they probably need to bump that, that age group down. Because weren't you saying there are a lot of like really good players who are like 16 or 17, but yeah, can't make I know, it on I don't a team. know what the, the, the age limit is in League of Legends. I know in Overwatch it was 18. Yeah. So like there was guys that were being drafted for the inaugural season who were like s- turning 17 and just had they were they got picked to a team. They were getting paid, I guess, but they couldn't uh, participate. They couldn't compete until they turned 18, hmm. uh, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. But, and I feel like for something like this, you could, I don't know what the child labor law type thing is. Cause I think that is kind of a rigorous schedule with like scrimmaging and practicing and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, you know, going yeah. to coaching meetings and all that kind of crap. Yeah. But you know, child labor laws were for like 
shoveling coal, not. It's true. <laughs> not doing something you want to yeah, do. I, right. I, I don't know. Oh, you're gonna make me go to work today and oh, play this video man. game for seven hours. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, so uh, another game in the same vein as League of Legends, another MOBA is a game called Dota Two. It's made by a company called Valve, and their big tournament is called the International. And their prize pool last year, $34,300,000. Wow. The funny thing about this, or the interesting thing about this, is the prize pool is crowdfunded. Hmm. So each year, Valve releases this thing called the Compendium, which is basically, uh, think of it as like a cosmetic benefit to you playing the game. So let's say like I play the game, there's like cool skins or cool add-ons, stuff like that. Nothing that's going to really change the shape of the game, but it's going to make it look cooler for me. I can buy that. I think originally it was ten dollars. I think now maybe it's like twenty five or something. So I play the game. I want a new uh, a new cosmetic for one of these characters or something. I give them twenty five bucks, and twenty five percent of all these purchases goes to the prize pool. So th- thirty thirty four million dollars crowdfunded from all the Dota players around the world for the final championship. Yeah, it's kind of nuts. It is. Well, I mean, that's kind of similar to what Fortnite is, with just you're buying emotes and different skins and stuff it's just not for the explicit purpose of right. funding the the prize pool i guess yeah but uh but yeah it's a similar um you know product you're buying and i think league of legends has started to do that with like the so every year the championship team the team who wins the championship they are immortalized by giving uh, their own mm. skin set the next year and i think a percentage of everybody who buys those skins goes towards those teams or towards those players or mm. something like that as well hmm. which is kind of cool i think yeah Moving away to more of a uh, the fighting game realm, I'm not a big, I'm not really into fighting. There's tons of fighting games out there, one versus one fighting games, basically. I'm not super into them because I don't know much about them, and I'm not really that good at them, and all that kind of stuff. Whatever. But one game that I've always loved, Super Smash Brothers. Mm. Super Smash Brothers is a pretty vibrant professional scene. Um, I don't follow the scene that closely, so I didn't know about this piece of trivia. But there's a player named Gonzalo Barrios. Uh, his stage name is Zero. He's from Chile. He's one of the best Smash players of all time. How good, you might ask? Well, from November 14th, October 2015, November 2014 to October 2015, excuse me, he won 56 tournaments in a row. Must be like Tiger Woods. 56 tournaments in a row. That's crazy he is. So I guess at one point he had been like bitching about how like, uh, so for a lot of these players, when they go to these tournaments, they fly mm-hmm. to these tournaments, for like travel's not paid. If you don't get like top five, you're losing money going to these things mm-hmm. typically, which is nuts. Uh, I guess because the money wasn't really there in 2014, 2015. Now it's definitely there. But he says, uh, he sent a tweet out late last year. It said, I remember when I brought up in 2014 and 2015 how it sucks that you can consistently place top five at super majors and still lose money only to be called greedy by the general public. Let it be known that year I won 56 tournaments and every single super major, I made about (laughs) $45,000. That's crazy. It's nuts. Yeah. Now he's a big time streamer. Obviously people go to him for anything smash brothers related yeah and he's making tons of money yeah uh which shows you can you can make a ton of money just being the best of the best in anything yeah he just signed a big deal with facebook gaming recently Mm. so that's incredible though i mean for such a game that i mean is pretty competitive and difficult yeah it was just uh, too early just so competitive to be the competitively the best yeah is really incredible Oh yeah, I mean I it's not like I he's beating even, nobody's. Like I can't even really follow what's going on in Super Smash Brothers. It's great, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I, I, yeah, got to do the up airs and the. Uh, air I, and the I, I'm just not good at it. <laughs> air dashes. <and> all that <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Sam Ransom will like this, this oh, topic yeah. a little bit. Oh yeah, he's Sam, if you're one. listening to this, you owe me a uh, Smash Brothers date. Or I always kind of felt like you took it easy on Sam. I do take it easy on Sam all the time. <laughs> 
I mean, he hasn't seen my full potential yet. Let's see if he, he listens and then yes. we'll get text messages. For sure. Yeah. If we only did. make this podcast for like five people. So. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so congratulations if yeah. you're listening. Um, that was kind of all I really wanted to cover. I just kind of wanted to have a little chat about it. I think now that we're going to have a lot of time with no sports on TV, even if esports events are canceled, check out twitch.tv if you want to yeah. watch people playing video games. Uh, it's actually more entertaining than it sounds. You, I want you to start streaming. I should start streaming. Yeah. yeah. Use this time as... I need a, I need in, a, the to, in these times of turmoil comes a lot of opportunity, Mike. That's right. We're just trying to make you guys forget about your day for a little bit. Exactly. That's all we're doing. Exactly. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll start streaming. I'll let you guys know. Well, in similar ways, as we're talking about something to, to give you something to do while you're at home, <laughs> it's coming up with some other... Uh, Tell me about puzzles. <laughs> I was... I, <laughs> You know me too well. I did go through that, but I was like, no, nah, I can't do this. I can't do puzzles. But tell me what you know about Legos. Lego. I believe it's Lego. Yes. Lego, Legos, the plural. All right. All right. Yes. The brand name is Lego. Okay, fine. There are, uh, they're, show me this one. They're Danish. Denmark. Uh, yeah. Denmark. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say Dutch. They're Danish. Mm-hmm. From, they're from Denmark. Uh, the, the word literally means uh to build <laughs> um, it's that pretty up. similar that <laughs> pretty similar well in in latin oh, okay we'll go into it but yeah um they're uh yeah they're little fun building blocks you can make you can use let your creative juices flow and build something that's just from your imagination or yeah. you can buy a kit and yeah, they're expensive can, they can be very expensive yeah, yeah. i had a uh i had a uh oh fuck What's what's the big Star Wars ship? Not the Death Star, but the other one. Uh, the Millennium Falcon. No, no, the the bad one, the long one. I had that when I was little. Oh, just like one of their destroyer things. Or, was that what I had? I don't know. I feel like I got a lot of Legos and I just never built them all the way. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you ever do model airplanes or anything? Hell no. No. Oh, they're pretty fun. I was too busy playing video games, like a like not a nerd. <laughs> well, I was gluing stuff to my hands. <laughs> That's right. Uh. Tell me more about Lego. Yeah. So Lego is a company started by Ole Kirk Christensen in 1932. How do you spell the first name? Ole is spelled O-L-E. Okay. Ole Kirk Christensen. Gotcha. Ole was the father. Okay. He was he actually never saw uh, like the success of what came from these uh, building blocks. But uh, I, in times of adversity, I want to tell a really uplifting story because Lego... Is is really that? I mean, okay. In 1932, yeah, times were tough. He was in Denmark. Uh, he was a carpenter, and he lived in Billund, B-I-L-L-U-N-D, Denmark. Uh, and so he was actually he he, just, he had to close down his business because mm-hmm. business was really tough. He had to fire all of his uh, carpenter workers. Okay, and he had four boys and a wife. Okay, and I, mean, I watched this video kind of going back through it. So I'm gonna. Remember things sure. very romanticized through this, but yes. uh, he was kind of down in the dumps, and then his his wife ended up dying. Oh, he wow. was left with these four boys, and uh, he needed to come up with a way to 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 make a living. Mm-hmm. So he started making wooden toys, and so um, he went through many setbacks. Uh, he started making really high quality toys, like people really enjoyed how 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 well made uh, his toys were. Uh, a wholesaler came and placed a big order with him. And then by before Christmas, uh, the wholesaler went bankrupt oh, and uh, he didn't get paid the, the big wholes, the, you know, he the payoff. Nothing. He didn't yeah. get the payoff. And so he went around and, and 
used up his inventory and sold everything himself and got by. Um, his factory burned down. Um, yeah, I know. His factory burned down. He had to rebuild it. And then World War II came. What he had to get through of? World War II. Uh, like bricks and stuff. Okay. But I mean, it, I didn't go into, it didn't know exactly Not what like caused it. the fire, gotcha. but uh, his factory burned down. Yeah. Um, and then uh, after World War II, kind of things stabilized. This is, I think, when he decided to, he, he figured business wasn't great, but he didn't have a great marketing tactic. Okay. And so from here is where he was like, I really think we, like, we need a better name. So he wanted to build a name, get a name that uh, he wanted it to, to mean uh, like playing well. And so playing well in Danish is Ligot. Okay. Ligot. L-E-G-G-O-D-T. Okay. Legot. And uh, so right there in the name, sort of Lego. And then he actually founds out, finds out later that in Latin, Lego means I put together. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So it was kind of all almost coincidental or serendipitous. Yeah. And it's a great name. Yeah, I mean, it's perfect. It actually just surpassed, I don't know how they exactly define this, but uh, in 2015, it surpassed Leg, uh, Ferrari, surpassed Ferrari as one of the most powerful brand names. So huh. it puts it up there with Ferrari, Coca-Cola, yeah, yeah, Legos sure. is, is is absolutely up there. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of the origin of the name. But what, he died before it got big? Yeah. So uh, I'll, yeah, go into this. Ole's son, Gottfried, uh-huh. uh, was really pivotal in creating the next, really creating Legos as, the, as we know them today. Okay. So he was on a cruise ship coming back from England. I think he was going to... Uh, like a trade show or something. Mm-hmm. And he was on on the ship with a uh, a department store head. And the department store head was kind of lamenting how the how toys didn't really fit into a system. And they were all sort of singular purchases. So you'd buy buy a truck or buy um, a horse or a something. that horse, yeah. Buy a rocket. Yeah, whatever. Um, and so he thought, it's like, okay, we want to make these more systematized mm-hmm. and modular. So... Basically, Ole had gone to a uh, another trade show, a manufacturing trade show, because he was definitely more of the builder. The, yeah. So he was there, and he he saw this uh, new molding machine for plastic, and they were handing out like little bricks as like samples. But you could go home and and buy the machine, and then do you know mold whatever you want. Right. But obviously, the brick really stuck with Ole. So by the time he started, by the time Gottfried started thinking about how to make something systematized, he thought, okay, let's build something out of these bricks and we can put something together. You can make a little town. Yeah. Uh, and it's kind of fun. Like kids can, you know, use their imaginations to build and learn rather than just be given, to your point, like a rocker or a horse that with wheels on it that you just sort of push around, a train that you just pull. Uh, but th- in this way, you could build a little, um, you know, train station. It could, you know, be set up the way ever, however you want it. And Legos were built. Yeah. It was further innovated by the fact that you could stack them and, and they would connect. Uh, so some it, it started where uh, they'd pick up whatever they'd built and then the pieces would fall apart. Oh, okay. So it wasn't easy to move. Gotcha. So this is where the real innovation came with the, the stacking of the, the, the tubes, the pegs. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's developed over time where I think they've even now done some like connect um like more complex shapes, like you can actually create things that do things, like a crane that yeah, actually yeah. picks something up and moves like it. Like a robotics type stuff. Yeah, like they've, yeah. they've added a lot more ingenuity to it. Um, but no, I mean, they're, they're absolutely incredible. I got some, man, that's crazy oh, God. lines. I had to bring it back. Give me coronavirus. <laughs> uh, so approximately 20 billion Lego elements, or bricks, are made every year in the Lego factory in Balloon. 
equivalent to approximately 2 million elements an hour or 35,000 a minute. Oh, that's a lot more than I thought when you break it down like that. It's a lot. What was the big, what was the full number? 20 million? 20 billion. Oh, billion. 20 billion. Jesus. 20 okay. billion little yes. blocks. That makes more sense. Um, what, and there were some other good ones here. So a professor of mathematics calculated that there are over 915 million ways to combine six Lego blocks. No way. I think it depends on which blocks you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. But hey. Um, uh, laid end-to-end, end, the number of Lego bricks sold in a year would reach more than five times around the world. Would wrap around the world five times. Wow, those things are little, too. Yeah, Also, which bricks are we talking about? We're talking about the four? The the, the long the long ones? I, they, I, I tried to go through... There's they also have names for the bricks? They don't have exact... I'm sure they have, like, yeah. their interior... In, Interior yeah, names, yeah. but I didn't. I didn't actually go in and see uh, which ones they're called. Yeah. But um, no, there are. Where is this? There are about two thousand three hundred and fifty different elements in the Lego range. So different blocks. Yeah. Different shapes. Yeah. Plus fifty-two different uh, Lego colors. Each mm -hmm. element been sold in in a wide variety of different colors and decorations. Yeah. Bringing the total number of active combinations to more than seven thousand. So that including different colors. Yeah. Right. Um, one of the largest Lego Legos ever made was the, was a Lego Pharaoh. It was 16 foot, uh, replica of an Egyptian King, uh, Jesus, 200,000 individual pieces. And the weight of it was more than one ton. It's big, big. Yeah. Yeah. Star Destroyer was the name of the Star Wars ship, by the way. Star Destroyer. Yes. Yeah. Destroyer. Yeah. A little, Not a Death Star. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but now they've created, you know, obviously Lego movie. Yeah. Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. I mean, it's probably one of the largest brands in the Legoland. world. Legoland. Legoland. So that was another part of what Ole, or uh, excuse me, what Gottfried wanted to do. He had always wanted to bring uh, people to the factory and show them where they molded these blocks. Yeah. And things just got too kind of too crazy. So he wanted to put together an actual, you know, exhibit hall exhibit for them. So he was like, "Let's create a Legoland." Right. And you can actually have, you know, a viewing tower you can look out and see over the entire city and so yeah legoland kind of spawned from this idea of putting things together like this um godfrey had actually talking about adversity also went through a fire there was a second fire jesus yeah what's wrong with these people they're just bad stuff happens and they and they pick themselves back up and keep going yeah uh you might talk about this but um and if you do i won't say it no i'm getting to the end so please okay <laughs> tell. uh lego is is really uh in terms of like from a business aspect mm -hmm. very smart obviously but they introduced like the whole lego ideas like the whole lego laboratory thing where they said okay basically it was like all right well we don't know what we're gonna make yet what's gonna resonate with the with a the consumer they open up lego labs anybody can submit an idea to it if it gets enough like traction, then they'll they'll create that actual Lego set, right? Hmm. And from there, the person who has created this will get some kind of cut of the of the. We we'll get a royalty from get it. A royalty from it. I love how the fact that they're still stayed. I mean, I love that idea, but I also to the same sentiment, they're really they've stayed in 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 Denmark. Yeah, I like how they they you know supported their community and built this massive brand. Stayed where they were. Obviously, they have more factories than Justin Balloon, but yeah, uh, I mean, it's it's a it's a it's a Danish company. Yeah, you know, and I think through that's and, and, and I think so, to your point, a lot of those 
Danish values and principles, you know, yeah. reign supreme over what, everything that they do. I just remember doing case study, like I've done a case study on these. I can't mm-hmm. remember exactly what happened, but they were like really in the tank kind of Lego was doing really badly. And they did this one change, this whole like Lego innovations or Lego lab. I can't remember what it was called, what their whole like idea was. Mm-hmm. But, and that is just like, they've rocketed back up. Yeah. Like there. Well, it's still a family run business. Yeah. Um, I think the one of, I think Godfrey's son now runs it. Okay. And it's still run by the family. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's an incredible company and, um, I always like playing with Legos. Yeah, here it is. The great turnaround, a Lego case study. Anyway. So, my last point I was going to make about yep. Legos. Guinness World Record of walking across Legos. One That's of the right. worst things about Legos is stepping on them when you don't mm. pick them up. That's right. Step on them. I think there's there's Lego compilation, stepping on Legos uh, compilation videos of like dads coming in and stepping on Legos right. that, that their kids don't pick up. Exactly. Uh, so Legos are made from ABS plastic, okay. which for our purposes on this show means they're really strong, they're resilient, and they're shiny. That's right. All right. The corners don't dull out. Either. No, 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 no. Yeah. Those things stay stay rigid. Yeah. So uh, the YouTube channel Dude Perfect did one for a little bit, uh, and then Lego sponsored a team and they broke it. And then the current record is 2,737 feet Broken by a guy who calls himself Brainy Bricks, and he broke it in 2018. I'm sorry. I don't understand. <laughs> so how can you do this? How can I, basically, be, I can beat that? Basically, it's like it's like lava, you okay. know, or walking across uh, coals, but for 2,737 feet. So the only thing holding you back is having that much, that many Legos? Uh, basically that. <laughs> you don't think, you, you think it's not that hard? Are they stepping on one at a time? No, they're stepping on like. Don't you think that'd be worse? Stepping on one at a time. It's like it's like laying on a bed of nails. That's not that bad. Lay on one nail. It depends. It I, depends. I think it depends. I think too. I think that's you know. I think the only thing holding like me back from breaking that record is not having three thousand feet of Legos. <laughs> I could easily break that record if I had three thousand feet of Legos. I don't know. I think it would hurt, man. I, I think we could probably get you ten feet and see see if you could do it. If I can walk, if I can't do it, I want you to shoot me in the head. If I can't walk over ten feet of Legos. <laughs> We put on like a hard surface, like a yeah. concrete or your, I don't know. I don't know if you knew this about me, but growing up, we would go to the mountains every summer and I would refuse to wear shoes for pretty much the entire summer. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. So, you know, hiking. Feats of strength. <laughs> Good one. Should we end on that? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> All right. Uh, stay safe out there. Wash your hands. Um, All you can do. Buy don't some, freak out. Buy some stock. Yeah. Reverse ETFs. We are not uh, financial advisors. Do not take anything we say here. No, no. Just write it out. Everything's good. Yep. Uh, and we will... Here's a guarantee I can make you guys. We'll be back next week. That's right. With another episode. We are not postponing. Tell me what you know. That's right. None of that. No. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>